Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required. The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Accounts, descriptions, and samples of this audio may not be disseminated without the consent of its creator or TJ DeSantis Productions, LLC. For information, email Productions at gmail.com. Apparently it's uh, the case of the Mondays because the intro doesn't want to work and uh, I haven't changed it literally in, I don't know, 12 years. Hey everybody, welcome to Beatdown on the Sure Dog Radio Network. Between Rounds Radio, I'm TJ DeSantis along with Nick Albert. Apparently uh, my production has something in common with mixed martial arts judging. Nick, how are you? Doing very well, TJ. How are you doing? Um frustrated and not just because my intro uh isn't firing correctly um but we are sitting here on a monday where we look back at the action from over the weekend and we're not talking about the fighters really and there's a problem with that more and more it seems like when high level fights go to the cards you question why the same judges haven't figured out what the sport actually is over the course of the last, I don't know, decade. Well, and they just the, the, judge that, it how they want to. That's the question, too. Um, judge Solis is the judge in question here from the weekend, really. Um, granted, I, I think 48 47 for John Jones is still the wrong score, but 49 46 has been. The, the, the scorecard that has been called into question the most. And uh, if you don't know, uh, I'll tell you all, I produced the John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast, and I sat idly by while John and Kenny made the case that a 49-46 was not out of the realm of possibility. And that is a statement that I take umbrage with. Not necessarily them saying that 49-46 uh, was something you can make the argument for. The statement you can make an argument for. Because that's the issue here. Oh, well, you can make an argument for. Okay, so what that means is you can talk yourself into seeing how something incorrect was maybe more likely to be correct. I, I just, for me, I've rewatched the fight now three times, and I still do don't know how it wasn't 48-47 Reyes. I just don't. Uh, a lot of it won, comes, one, a lot, two, three. A lot of it comes down to round two for people. Um, John Anik said he gave round two 10-10. Which, I don't, I don't see that. And, and Kenny was like, well, if you look at the combination that was thrown in round two, none of it landed. Th- that doesn't matter. 
It really doesn't. Like, we're, we're trying to poke holes in one of the better performances that anyone has turned in. And I said this on Beat Down After the Bell on, on Saturday. Um, the only other time where I felt, I mean, uh, I guess Mejeta was, was there a little bit. You can argue that Santos beat John Jones. But the only other fight that I can recall people really feeling up in arms about John Jones winning a fight um, was the Alexander Gustafson fight. And I thought this was way more dominant than the first go around between Gus and, and John Jones. Yeah, I mean, when I watched that fight originally, I went, oh, somebody finally got Jones's number. And then the decision came and I went, mm, okay. I, I, I don't agree with it, but okay. And this one, uh, I watched the fight live. And then I watched it when I flew back in on Sunday. And then I watched it today after I got home from work just because I wanted to confirm what I thought happened did happen. I would love some people to call in today uh, and share their thoughts a little bit on this um, because like, I, this, this, this is also the problem too. We're sitting here and, and instead of questioning the judges, a lot of us are also going, well, what needs to be changed with the scoring criteria? What needs to be changed with the judging system itself? And that, that's not the right answer. If someone isn't good at math, you don't say, hey, how do we change addition? Because these people just aren't getting it. How can we get it to add up easier? Well, it's never going to be easy if the people that are looking at it don't know what they're doing. Like, you can give me all of the best music software in the world and it's not going to make me play the guitar better. I'm going to be able to play Time of Your Life by Green Day and only that song forever. <laughs> okay? Like, we can make it distorted, sure, but it's still a shitty rendition of a Green Day song. I'm not going to play Stairway to Heaven. I don't know how. I just don't get it. I don't think that... I'm constantly... I've, I've seen multiple posts on MMA Twitter about, hey, you know, this is why we need the half point. This No. Uh, the system isn't flawed. It's the individuals that are doing the, the job itself that are flawed. You have guys in that... I mean, some of them... I don't know how they still have jobs and get fly, flown around by the UFC and they continue to judge no matter how many scorecards they turn in that are 30-27 the other way. But it, it, the problem is not the system itself. The problem is with the individuals that are actually sitting there watching the fight. I understand in judging, it's an opinion. But there's a system that you follow where you can say, this guy right here did more damage. This guy had octagon control. I, I, you have a process. Just follow the process. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, one of the, the bigger issues that I have with this as well is the people that are online sort of critiquing the judges. And again, going back to John and Kenny's podcast, they have a, a guy in their name, Ian Parker, who comes on from time to time. And Ian was, was read, I guess not. He was reading a tweet from John Kavanaugh 
that said, I know I'm not a trained judge and blah, 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 but I always tend to score rounds four and five uh, heavier. They're, they're more weighted rounds than the, the first three, so I have no problem with John winning the, the fight. Uh, that's not how judges work. That's not how judging in mixed martial arts work. Like, if you win 10-9 uh, in round four, it doesn't add two more points to your overall score. Like, the, the people that are arguing these points are arguing in a fantasy world. It's, it's like one person going, yeah, it should have been a split decision. What do you mean it should have been a split decision? You have three judges in your head? <laughs> Does one of your personalities not mesh with the other two, and that's why you feel it should have been a split decision? That's not how judging works. You know, I understand if you say, oh, it should have been a split decision if you don't understand the vernacular and you mean, oh, yeah, I'm surprised that uh, all three judges scored about 30-27. The right scorecard is 29-28. But you can't have a split decision. You're one person. I mean, the idea that that should have been a split decision is is ridiculous. Just like, oh, rounds four and five, that don't you think those should have been weighted more? That... We're this is apples and oranges here. You, you can't come to those conclusions because those they're not possibilities. It's literally like saying, "Hey, what's two plus four? Uh, orange." No, it's not how it works. Two plus four is six, not a color. I mean, if if Kavanaugh is weighting it four and five more, why don't we just go with pride rolls? Because that's even less showing your math. And we're just going to have a whole bunch of arguing. Like, you know, well, he he had a bad posture for 20 seconds in the third round. So that's why I didn't give him the round. Like, you're going to see takedowns, unconsequential takedowns, win championships. Because we're going to be in pride rules. And like, yeah, well, I mean, he got knocked down three times in the first round. But he also got six takedowns in the final round. I thought he won the fight. Takedowns wins fights. No, no, like we, we can't sit here and pretend that less math is going to come to a better conclusion. It's not. And, and this is like you add more judges. That's not going to fix it either. Because what's worse don't, than th what's don't add more judges. Well, don't, 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 don't. What, what's don't. worse than three incompetent judges? Seven, five, a million. Let's just flip a coin. Hey. If you won the fight or, or it was real close, uh, we'll flip three coins. And if you can get the answer on heads of two of those three, you win. Okay, sure. I mean, another thing that I've heard constantly is you got to beat the man to be the man. No. no. Player? I mean, yeah. Well, so I don't know. It, it made me think about that because like a lot of people said, well, you got to beat the champion. No. No, that's not how it works. If you win the round, you win the round. And then if you win more rounds than the other guy, the then other you win. Right. Win. So now now it got me thinking, okay, let's come up with the you got to beat, beat the man to be the man uh, sort of judging criteria. And this is what I think you should do. If we're going to change the system and we're going to be mad about judges scoring and we can't really trust the judges, then if we're going to have normal 10-9 uh, scoring system all the way up to championship fights, and then when you're the champion, you either have to stop the champion that's beating the man or the champion wins. It's a draw. You didn't finish him. And 
If the champion fails to finish his opponent in three fights, then we'll strip him, vacate the title, and we start all over again. So to, so to be the man, you actually have to stop the man. And if you don't, he retains, but he can't retain um, by decision more than three times in a row. How about that? Because that's about as good of an idea as anything else, in my opinion. I just, I, I can't. It's gotta that, be, gotta be the champion. The, gotta be the don't champion. Don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Don't leave it in the hands right. of the judges. Yeah, it's not like that. I mean, don't leave it in the person that is supposed to be qualified to make the right decision. I mean, don't go out there. I mean, just really just throw balls to the wall. And if you get finished, well, who cares? At least you didn't leave it in the hands of the judges. God forbid you win a decision. I mean, I don't know. Like, in going back to this whole, well, you could make the argument. You can make the argument that the sky is purple. What color is the sky, Nick? Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Come on now. Don't be like my wife. <laughs> and just give me like a color grid number. It's okay. blue, right? Is uh, it blue? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, I live see. in London. The sky is gray. Okay. See, see, you're doing exactly what I'm saying. We believe that on a non-cloudy day, the sky is what color? Blue. Blue. But I can make the argument that at various points throughout the day, the sky is purple or pink or orange. You can make the argument. Yeah. You can make the argument. And you know what you, you do if you can make the argument? You make $8 million a year because you're Stephen A. Smith and you can make the argument that X, Y, and Z is a thing and then go after somebody like Joe Rogan. That's making the argument. Damn it, I should be making the argument for a living. <laughs> I was going to say, can I start making the argument? Because I'll, did, I'll yeah. make the argument. Yeah, I did the I'll wrong. Yeah, <laughs> just make the argument. Make the argument, you make the money. But uh, I, I don't know. Like, everyone's going crazy now. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I would like to think that it's educating the people that make these decisions. I think, I think that's the right answer. Making sure that qualified people are the ones that are deciding who is the UFC's champion after 25 minutes of fighting. Let's not get crazy here. I mean, you would hope that... You would hope now that... I. I I understand mixed martial arts is still a niche sport, but you'd hope by now that the education of these judges would be high level enough that this wouldn't be something that you question it. I know that every time that there is a random 3027 the opposite way, it's 3027, 3027, 3027 the complete opposite way, the internet, Twitter, MMA Twitter goes absolutely crazy. How, how could they do? What were they watching? I can't understand this. This is atrocious. But it's not like it's a thing that's new. This has been going on for a long time, and it's not getting better. What just, do you What do you feel about the idea of open scoring? I mean, it would force uh, cornermen to be honest. It would. Which, I mean, I never thought about that. Yeah, because let's be. I, I've cornered plenty of fighters, and I try to always be honest with them when they've lost a round. But the amount of times that I've seen, oh, you, yeah, you won that one, and I'm thinking, no, no, you didn't. 
why are you telling him that? You need to light a fire under his ass, not tell him he's doing fine. So I, I think it'll keep him honest that way. I do think that you'll start to see guys go a bit harder, especially in championship round fights, because if they're down on three scorecards going in and they know they are, they're really going to push for that finish. So, what, I mean, what, so let me for, ask you this from though. a coach's perspective, I would like to see it. Let me ask you this though. What if on Saturday night we're entering the fifth round and Dominic Reyes looks up at the scoreboard or hears, dude, you got you to finish the fight to win. You're not going to be able to win because, yeah, like you're down three to one on that guy's scorecard. Like, probably not going to happen. Or at best, you're going to win a split decision. Um, what does he do? Does he fight harder? Because I don't think he could have fought harder in rounds four and five. I think that he was spent. I think he was in there with the greatest light heavyweight we've ever seen. I, I think, honestly, you tell him that he can no longer win this fight, he might get finished. Not, not because he's going to be more aggressive. Not because he's going to not be as defensive as maybe he thought he could be because he he clearly in his mind thought that he won three three rounds already. His morale is going to go straight in the shitter. And I think maybe sometimes we're going to find out that a fighter feels that they won the first two rounds and none of the judges scored it that way or two of the three judges scored it that way. Um where, where basically the third round is pointless and they can't win a decision, they're going to pull the guy Mesker, Kazushi Sakurabin, to stand up and leave. What do I got to do? I'm not going to be able to finish this person. They're an elite-level athlete. Um, but no reason for me to take any more damage. I've already lost this fight. I'm out. If you're going to have open scoring, you know what I think you're going to have to do to make it real fair to all the fighters? You're going to have to change the way you pay them. You're going to have to pay them a flat rate and if you want to give him a bonus for a finish, that's what you do. But there's not going to be a big incentive for a lot of these fighters to go out there and try to win a fight that they know they've already lost in the judges' scorecards when it's against someone who's never been finished before in 20 fights. I think you were selling a lot of fighters short as far as they would just mentally give up. I think there's a large percentage of fighters out there that work better as underdogs, even when they're tired. Or and, and let's be honest, after 25 minutes, they're not tired. You're not. Here's a newsflash: doing MMA for 25 minutes shouldn't make you tired. I don't care how aggressive you are. I don't care how hard you work. I don't care any of that nonsense. It shouldn't make you tired. You might be a little worn out. You're crazy. But you shouldn't be tired. Tired's mental. It's it's all mental. It just is. It's that, not. If yes, it is. So I can just go run and not get tired. You're you're talking about two different things. Running like a marathon gonna wear you out. That's two and a half hours. I'm talking about doing something for 25 minutes, where in true reality you're probably doing athletic things for what, maybe 18 of those minutes? Maybe 19? I I don't know. You know, I've said that time and time again, the barrier for entry for 
getting on the air or doing a podcast or a blog. It's very thin. And everybody has an opinion. Not everybody should be allowed to share those opinions. And this is one opinion you shouldn't be sharing. You shouldn't be tired after 25 minutes of a mixed martial arts bout. What is wrong with you? Dude, we used to wrestle for an hour straight. Not everybody's you. That was, this is not me. These was my team. These were the guys that we were training with. The whole point behind it is you push your body beyond its limits and keep going. That's this, what athletes do. This is as ludicrous as, well, rounds four and five should be weighted heavier than rounds one through three. Not at all. It, it, it's a different as far as cardio training and how you're doing it. If you can wrestle for, say, 20 minutes straight. Look, it takes somebody like Guida. His warm-ups are wrestling, full-on wrestling for an hour. That's his warm-up. And then he gets into training. Like that kind of intensity because you can get into a groove and it starts to get to the point where everything slows down and everything flows and you don't actually get tired. Your body is on, it's almost on autopilot. You're, you're, you're not going through the motions, but everything's muscle memory. So you're moving, you're flowing, you're creating chaos. Haven't you ever heard the old saying, the fatigue makes cowards out of men? Yeah, I've also heard... You hit a black belt in the face one time, he becomes a brown belt. Twice, he's a purple belt. Three times, he's a blue belt. Like there, There's plenty of those things. I'm just saying, from a cardio perspective, you got to look at it as in these guys have been, for the most part, they're extraordinarily high-level athletes. So everybody they, that's they, gassed out is just uh, mentally weak? No, it's, it's not mentally weak. It's not understanding that their limit is farther than what it is. Because when you get in there, you see those the young fighters. Look at somebody who makes their UFC debut and they have the adrenaline dump. And they look gassed. And then out in the third, all of a sudden they come out and there's that spark because they pushed through it. I'm not saying that your body isn't tired. It is. But your mind will let you keep going. All you have to do is push through that. All right, the guy with the weird, crazy opinion about cardio is named Nick Albert. I'm TJ DeSantis. This is Beatdown. Uh, in conjunction with Sure Dog Radio Network and Between Rounds Radio. Uh, 917 UFC Talk is the number that's 917. Uh, and then some other numbers that spell UFC Talk. Figure it out yourself. Uh, I think it's 832-8255. So, yeah, give us a call. Um, we're going to kind of own this Monday spot. So mark it down in your calendar. We'll be here every Monday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I... I I, I just I don't know how you're going to change this without changing the way that fighters fight as a whole. And, and I'm talking about judging. And with that in mind, do we want to do that? Do we want to change the way MMA is fought? I'm not opposed to it, but it's got to be a system that makes sense and we sort of see it tested out before we adopt it to the highest level. Yeah, I, I find it going to be a bit difficult because it, the judging isn't, it's not the system that's flawed, though. And I'm going to keep coming back to it because it's not. The system's not broken. All we need to do is there needs to be a set training. And if you cannot add up to 10 three times, you're not allowed to judge. Who's going to audit this? Uh, like they do with everything else, the UFC. 
I mean, he, here's here's the problem too. This is something that we've talked about in the past. I don't know if you uh, were listening to Between Rounds about a year ago when I did this, but there is a huge myth around the unanimous decision in mixed martial arts. Correct me if I'm wrong. On Saturday, the decision for John Jones and Dominic Reyes was unanimous, right? All of them scored the uh, bout for John Jones. Correct. All right. Uh, Chris Lee had it 48-47. Marcos Rosales had it 48-47. And Joe Solis had it 49-46. So two of the judges had the same scorecards, correct? Yes. Incorrect. Chris Lee, rounds one and two for Dominic Reyes. Rounds three, four, and five for John Jones. Marcos Rosales, round one for Reyes, round two for Jones, round three for Reyes, the final two for John Jones. Same number at the end, not the same scorecard. And because we call it a unanimous decision and two of the judges have the same scorecards, we felt like the judges were on the same page. Not one scorecard, Nick, was identical. Not one. Uh, I'm trying to how see did you here. Go ahead. I'm curious. How did, how did you judge it? 48-47, Dominic Reyes. Which, which rounds? Uh, rounds one through three for Reyes. Rounds four and five for Jones. Okay, so you and I had it unanimous. So we agreed. Yes. Wow, it's it's amazing. I was just confirming. It's amazing that you and I agree when the judges that are paid to be there can't agree. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, I, I don't know how you get the judges to be on the same page, but here's the issue. A lot of people were talking about, oh, you know, round two was sort of the contentious round. Only two of the three judges had round two correct and or, or had the same and and one judge had it correct in my opinion. I mean that's that's the problem. Like I just don't understand. I mean, I have no idea how Joe Solis sees the first round, mm, solid round, 10-9 Reyes, and then goes John Jones the rest of the way. I just don't get it. No, I, it, to me, there was, I mean, think, think about this. The first round, the first round, the first and third rounds or the hand, sorry, the first fourth and fifth rounds are the only rounds that all three judges agreed on. Joe Solis had round two for John Jones, while Rosales and Lee had it for Reyes. Um, Solis and Lee had round three um, for John Jones, while Marcos Rosales had it for Reyes. And then the final two rounds everyone agreed upon. Like, we are off course pretty damn quick in this night on these judges' scorecards. I don't even want to hear anymore that we have a unanimous decision. Because unanimous, unanimous means that we're in agreement. These judges were not in agreement about anything. And you know what the it, problem? You know what the problem is too, in my opinion. They got it all right. Like 
rounds one, four, and five were very easy to score. They got it right. All of them got that right. But it's just the other two rounds that they fucked up and turned in the entirely wrong scorecard. Like, like, think about that. Three out of five. You're above 50%. You're doing a good job. I mean, it's still the wrong answer. You, you, you get a review at work, uh, you might actually get a raise off that. <sighs> Isn't Texas, ha, I'm trying to remember back because I'm, there's not a lot of UFC fights in Texas. They've had a few bad decisions in the past, though, haven't they? Yeah, they had a few bad decisions on this night. I'm not. I know this night. I'm talking about I don't, historically. I, I don't have any in front of me, but let me just say my confidence is not high when I would say, well, I have no evidence to the contrary, so they must be fine. You know, like I probably, they probably turned in bad scorecards. I mean, for whatever reason, the only time that I remember the UFC even going to Houston is when George St. Pierre beat or lost to Matt Sarah. And I've gone to other events in Houston. Okay. Like I've been there. <laughs> I don't even remember what those fight cards were. Um, I think, I think the last UFC I was at in the U.S. was Houston. And I saw you in Sherwood there. Um, I was definitely in Houston. I've never been to Houston with Sherwood. The last time I was in Houston for a UFC was in October of 2013 when I think Cain Velasquez fought Junior Dos Santos for the third time. Wasn't Houston the last UFC Fan Expo? There's a UFC Fan Expo every International Fight Week. Hmm. So I don't know. But again, October 7th, 2011, October 7th, 2011. I was not there. Well, maybe I was. What was the card? I'm, I'm looking it up now. Uh, don't I don't want to see the UFC Fan Expo. Uh, I don't know because it's it's you know what? It's I just think, showing me. I think I was there during a UFC Fan Expo. But didn't go to it because why? Oh, Jesus, dude. This is we, We've derailed the show because now we're trying to figure this out. October 7, 2011, <laughs> UFC, Google. What do you got for me? Uh, burr, burr, burr. UFC 136, Edgar versus Maynard 3. I was there. Yeah, I know. See, I forgot I was at that one. Didn't know it was in Houston. <laughs> yep, I was there. Oh, wow. I saw Kenny Florian fight Jose Aldo. Yeah, don't you remember? No. <laughs> I told you this. No recollection whatsoever. versus Brian Stan, Nam Fan versus Leonard Garcia. See, you know what? I See, I remember Chael Sonnen fighting Brian Stan. I remember being at that event. I also thought it was headlined by Cain Velasquez and Junior DeSanto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's yeah. funny how your mind works. And your memory works. Because I would have bet money that I did not see Jose Aldo versus Kenny Florian live. 
2011. We weren't uncredentialed at this time. I know. That, that was my last fight expo before I moved over. And it was me and uh, me and Savage. Oh, that's right. Okay, it was Savage. That's How can I forget? But you didn't hang out very long. And that's, that's, I mean, because it was Savage. That's probably why. Yeah, and I had to work, but I digress. I, I Getting back to it. Unfortunately, the way that I look at it, and I look at it from like a coach's perspective. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Nam fan Leonard Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. Did you already say that? Yeah, I, I said that through the when I was counting them down. Sorry. So, yeah. That, I mean. Horrible decisions. Your point has been proven. <laughs> I think I have an old Savage Dog Show drop that uh, talks about this decision. Oh wait, no, Nam Fan actually no, this was the this was the night that Nam Fan avenged his loss against Leonard Garcia. Yeah, and he won a quote unquote unanimous decision, but I don't have the scorecard in front of me. 29-28. Oh man, I'm gonna find out. You wanna bet that <laughs> you wanna bet that it wasn't unanimous? I'm no, I don't want to go down that route. See, I feel like I feel like we should try to go through all the decisions right now live on the radio. From 2020 here to find out how many unanimous decisions we've actually had. And from 2020, all of right. them? Yes. I mean, that's that's only like the last six weeks. How many were actually unanimous? Yeah, but we got to go through MMA decisions. It's going to crash again because we got to go through every single card. It's not that hard. Because, I mean, I can, t like, that's the problem. The only ones that are really going to be called on the carpet are decisions that aren't 30-27. Because those are unanimous. We know that for a fact. Hold on. Uh -huh. Lewis versus Latif, unanimous. Right, okay. So, uh, hang on. Every judge had it 10-9-10. Ten, ten, ten. Okay, so we got we got one for this card. How about uh, Zalal defeated Lingo? 3027 across the board. 3027. Right. Yep. So, uh, of all the. So, really, only there were two unanimous decisions that could be different from one another on this card. And one was. So we're at 50% success rate. Because Latifi and Lewis and then Jones and Reyes. Right? Ooh, that's not even... Yeah. yeah so I Jones, just so made jo this... So Jones and... What? What? I just looked at uh, Frey versus Cummins. I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I called that fight. Because... Yeah, but... There wasn't a single scorecard that matches. Right. But all of them had it 48-47. Right. Yeah, 48-47. All, all of them had 48-47, so there must not be a problem. I haven't gone back and watched that fight. There's only two rounds in that fight that w were unanimous. No. There's only one round of that fight that's unanimous. <laughs> yeah. That's the fifth round. They're not 
You do not have across the board, which I think is almost mathematically impossible, but they figured out a way to do it. Yeah, uh, so it also one uh, yeah, uh Zapatella uh and D'Angelo, Alicia Zapatella defeated Kelly D'Angelo. Um unanimous decision. None of the the scorecards uh well two of the three scorecards were on point, but one was not. So that's not a unanimous decision. Because Greg DeFilbus had a 29-28 when the other two judges had a 30-27. Um, Jillian DeCourcy defeated Linda Mahalik. Unanimous decision. One judge had a 30-27. So, n- no. Because the other two had a 29-28. Let me see if those 29-28s uh, added up. They did. Franco versus Pettigrew. 30, no, because there's a 30... 30-26. There's a 10-8. Yeah. So, again, it. so again... So what? So we had how many unanimous decisions from Invicta? We had one, two, three, four, five, and how many agreed? One. No, none. No, no, no. There was one. No, there's not because there's a twenty-nine, twenty-eight twice and a thirty, twenty-seven. Let's see. 30, and then up 27. top, Miranda Maverick defeated Pearl Gonzalez two thirty twenty-sevens and a thirty twenty-six. Oh yeah, that thirty twenty six. I didn't even and see that. And that thirty twenty six is the same judge that scored a thirty twenty six earlier in the night. So clearly, he was on an agenda to get in some ten eights. Yeah, that would be Graham. Stephen Graham. He. This is the first time he's ever judged. He had no judging in twenty nineteen. And I'd have to go back and watch those fights. I remember. I mean, calling them is a little bit different than judging. Scoring. I yeah. didn't. I didn't really feel that there was a thirty or a 10, 10 8 round all night. But yeah. So and then let's just go to the UFC before that. Michael Chiesa versus Rafael dos Anjos. Unanimous decision for Chiesa. Two judges scored it twenty nine twenty eight, and Tony Weeks scored it thirty twenty seven. So no, not unanimous. I'm going to click on and see if those 29-28s added up. I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) And yes. Yes, it did. But again, still not unanimous. So what I'm getting to, and this is what it it played out to early last year with about one quarter in the books, roughly only 20% of unanimous decisions add up on all of the the judges' scorecards when they're not 30-27. Makes sense. So that that includes any time there's a ten eight. It includes any time there's a twenty nine twenty eight. It just it doesn't. Eighty percent of the time in a unanimous decision, the judges are not even unanimous. Eighty percent. Think about that. That's just uh, when it's not when it's not one sided thirty twenty seven clear cut. Judges screw it up eighty percent of the time. That kind of gives you an idea, well, hey, maybe we should try to change something. Maybe the judging criteria is bad. But again, I think it's just the people that are writing down 10 and 9. You know what John Jones said about this uh, win? No, I haven't heard anything. John Jones said that it was the takedowns that really won in this fight. Uh, What? Yeah, he did not get any takedowns in rounds 1 through 3. Uh, yeah. But you got takedowns in rounds four and five. 
but he felt that the takedowns won him that fight. No, no, no. That's the circus music, if you didn't know. I, I know, I just... I, you know even what, his you know Greco... No, 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 he was trying to close with a Greco in the first and in the second, and it was ugly and horrible, and he was reaching for it. Again, takedowns are non-consequential in this fight. I, I understand that, but I don't understand why he would say that. Because he doesn't know. But this is why I don't listen to the fighters after fights. Well, they don't this, ever say anything. This is why I'm mean, John Kavanaugh says he weighs rounds four and five heavier than rounds one through three. It's not a thing. So, do, so does that mean that uh, you know what that is? Really kick the shit out yeah. of McGregor? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what it also means, Nick? What? It also like it also means that the argument of yeah, well, just look at his face. That's like as, as much merit as anything else. No one knows what they're doing. People get paid to do this stuff. They don't know what they're doing. They're going to cause me to die live on the radio. I'm going to die. <laughs> with this microphone in don't, front of my face. Don't die. Please don't die. I'm not trying to turn into hot take guy. Okay? I don't want to blow up and sound crazy. I want to believe that things will work and be done so in a fair way. It's not going to happen. Ever. I call fights for a living. When it's a 30-27 in my head, pretty clear cut, I very cautiously say, well, it was a good night for fighter A. We'll see what the judges say, but they should be proud with that performance. You want to know why? Because multiple times, where it's one round differ, differentiating the winner, but it seems clear-cut, I'm wrong. I'm wrong because these judges don't know what they're doing sometimes. I mean, judging is subjective. I get it. It shouldn't be this subjective, though, man. Now, if you look at boxing, I bet you there's almost never a scorecard that lines up with one another because there's 12 rounds. Very difficult to be on point for 12 straight rounds, especially in a close fight. But when there's three rounds, man, like you should be, I mean, what is the ratio? How often should these judges be, you know, in, in line with one another? I would think it should be more than 20%. Yeah, it's, it's getting to the point I think the statistical data, one of the things that MMA decisions has done for me has made me realize how A, how out of control sometimes the quote-unquote media can be as far as their judging and B, how the opinions of somebody that's quote, that's scoring a fight can differ depending on you know what their background is what their style of fighting is what they consider to be more important but there's no I, I still think there needs to be some sort of regulation something that says it's a b and c and everything in a b and c is weighted this way it's just 
I mean, I, I don't know. He, here's the problem. I know there's criteria, and I know that we talk about pride rules, and a lot of people have sort of an affinity for pride rules and pride judging, and I get it. But really, what I think we're starting to find out and really understand, especially with judges that don't turn in 10 eights, or God forbid, according to athletic commissions, you decide that the fight was too close to really pick a winner. So you go 10-10, which is not a coward's way out. I think if you're willing to put out a 10-10, it means you're a really crafty judge who you can't point to either fighter winning the round because it was that good and close of a fight. Okay? But what we're finding out is effective striking, effective grappling, aggression, and cage control, well, that's the criteria on paper. We got pride rules every round. It's just they're held accountable for making that decision in that snapshot of time where it follows them all the way to the end of their scorecard, and that's how we get a winner. Who knows what these people are seeing for five minutes? And they make a decision based on whatever's in their head, which is essentially what pride rules were. Who won the fight? Well, I think of the last part of it, you can really say that this guy was winning, so he won the fight. Yeah, he was dominated for most of the night. But you decided that in the final 45 seconds, he did something that was really great. I don't know. This is all subjective. And it gives me a headache. Or brain aneurysm, one of the two. No brain aneurysms. Just breathe. Just breathe. I'm breathing a lot to scream out. <laughs> I'm taking big, deep breaths and turning red. Was there anything about UFC 247 that you actually were happy with? Valentina Shevchenko looked awesome. Yeah, that was... I also I mean, fell asleep a lot through class. this. Yeah, I heard you uh, on uh, Beat Down After the Bell. Yeah. You had a rough flight, huh? Well, I just didn't sleep. How was the Invicta card? Um, really great. I mean, the judges didn't agree, apparently, as we're finding out. It was pretty great. Yeah, I got back too late to be able to watch it. Why don't you go back and watch it? Maybe score a fight and see how you add up with judges. Uh... I'm actually planning on watching it, but you had told me I needed to watch it live to uh, send in a tweet, and I didn't get back to the hotel until extraordinarily late at night because of just nonsense getting out of the venue. And I was like, by the time I got back, I didn't even want to go to dinner or anything like that. I just went to sleep. I, uh, I didn't even really know what the time difference was between you and I, and I didn't know how to watch i didn't sorry uh, no it's fine it was that i think it for you would probably be about a 10 or 12 hour time difference yeah all right so well yeah that now i just feel like let down i feel like i've had an adrenaline dump <laughs> you, you made your octagon debut right i'm mentally weak though because apparently i'm not supposed to get tired no, because you're not tired. You just think you are. It's just it's like my old coach used to do. He'd get mad at us, so he'd make us do up-downs for an hour. And then we'd have to go wrestle for an hour. And if he saw you 
dancing, he would uh, force the entire team to do up-downs, thus meaning that nobody could dance. You had to stay aggressive the entire time because Aaron was kind of a prick. What do you think he would say about Israel Adesanya and Yoel Romero if dancing was frowned upon? Uh, Actually, we have discussed Yoel Romero, and as Yoel is somebody who... When it comes to a wrestling match, he doesn't gas. He just goes the whole time. And for some reason, when he got into MMA, he just gasses. I don't think you know what I'm talking about. Did you see them? You didn't see them square off at their little media day. I saw the dance party bullshit thing where he does a backflip. And and I'm just like, but why? Like, come on. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I find it crazy that he's fighting for a title again. But... I mean, I find it crazy for a variety of reasons. One, is he going to make weight? No. Two, if he does make weight, is he just going to turn this division upside down on his head and beat Israel Adesanya? Possibly. Yeah. But then how's he going to defend the title? Because he won't make weight the second time. That's what I'm saying. So why would you (laughs) give him a title fight? When it comes to that division, though... It's kind of one of those things where, where are you going to go with it? Who else are you going to put in there that makes sense? I don't know. I really don't. It's it's difficult. Now that we've seen um, what could be John Jones's last fight at light heavyweight, can we just have him fight Derek Lewis? We're not going to have him fight. Derek Lewis, unfortunately. Please. Nope. Please, let's have him fight Derek Lewis. Come on. Nope. We're going to have him fight Dominic Reyes again. It's going to be stupid. Let let John Jones leave the division, please. I mean, you know what? Yeah, I, let, have- let, me, let, me, let, me, let me take that back. Make John Jones leave the division, please. <laughs> I don't want to see him fight Dominic Reyes again because it's not fair to Dominic Reyes. One. Two. Put an, I mean, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Either strip Jones or at least make an interim title. Uh, so John can go fight at heavyweight for a few fights, and then a year from now, unify the titles or give John Jones another title fight at 205 pounds. I don't want to see him fight at 205 right now. I just don't. Please. I mean, I suggest that he fight Greg Hardy on Saturday. I'd rather see that yeah. than him fight well, someone at 205 pounds again. You did that strictly because, let's be honest. To uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to be said, but yeah. The outside the cage antics of would course. be a good buildup. Yeah. And also, but, I just, I mean, how many people would sign up to watch the ending of that fight? Just the ending of that fight. I, I mean, I just, could they both knock each other out? Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of great when you make a fight like that because no matter who wins, everyone's going to be satisfied for the most part. Because <laughs> somebody got their ass whipped that shit right. up. Yeah. But you know yeah, what I mean? Okay. Like, I don't know. I just, I, uh, something great as far as interest happened to the UFC's 205 pound division on Saturday, yet I still don't want to see John Jones stay there. No. He lost. He lost his fight. We agree on that, right? Yes. I, I, I scored it Reyes 
one, two, and three. So Jones, four, and five. The UFC Plain has done six. this in the past, not so much to this level, but they have sort of progressed guys like they won, regardless of what the judges said. I kind of feel but, like Dominic Reyes needs that uh, attention here, and I also think that his next fight, it should be for a title, and it shouldn't be against John Jones. So, what Jones vacates and goes to heavyweight, and you have Reyes versus the winner of uh, Anderson of Lahoe. What is it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. I think that's the right answer. I mean, that's a fun fight either way. Yeah. And John Jones can fight Derek Lewis or whomever. I don't think you should fight Stipe right out the gate. No, I don't think so either. I think I think he needs to fight a top five. Right. And if he wants to fight three to four times this year, give him two fights at heavyweight before you give him a title fight. I mean, I I kind of like the idea of John Jones in a three-round fight. Mainly because he hasn't gotten a finish in quite a long time, going back to 2015. So let's see this man work with his back up against the wall a little bit because, I mean, as we've stated, you never know what the judges are going to say. And over the course of 15 minutes, there's going to be a bit of urgency on the part of John Jones. When was the last, was it 2011, the last time he fought a three-round fight? Yeah. I think it was Ryan Bader, no? That's what I was trying, I'm trying to calculate it in my head, and that was the last fight that I could think of? Yeah. That's nine years ago. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. That's my child's entire lifetime. I was going to (laughs) say. Crazy. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So... I mean, I, I don't know where to go from here, even like with this radio show. Like, I, di- I just don't. We have a fundamental problem. And everyone wants to throw a billion things at the wall to make it work. I don't know if any of them are the right answer. I tend to think that they're not. Um, I just saw something. Um one just uh, Kansas to offer real time scoring in MMA fights. Yep, I knew about this. You want to read the articles that out? I haven't seen it yet. I knew it was going to drop uh, at some point. Yeah, it's out on ESPN. Uh, Mark wrote it saying beginning March 1st, the KC will offer MMA promoters the option for real time scoring. Kansas Boxing Commissioner Adam Robuck told ESPN on Monday after every round, the scores of the fight will become public knowledge told to the fighters, corners, the broadcast teams and the fans in attendance. Hmm. So. That means. It, wait, is that fact like that's happening no matter what or is it up to the promoter to adopt that rule set uh invicta fc the all-women promotion that airs on ufc five Fabs, will be the first promotion to use open scoring in kansas for its march 6th card in kansas city yep so 
if we can help in some way to push the sport forward in a positive direction, that's what we're all about. We'll try. And Victor Promoter Shannon Knapp told ESPN. Yep. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I believe this is the first time that anybody has done open scoring in MMA. Correct? Yes. Um, there's an Invicta FC title on the line on that night. Um, a good chunk of those fights will be tournament fights, which means they're one round. So the the judging wouldn't matter. Yeah. Like that. Um, but it's going to change the way people fight. I think. It's also going to change the way that you commentate. 100%. Because now it's not just going to be, now you're going to be live critiquing judges' scorecards. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're going to die with a freaking microphone in front of you. <laughs> oh man. I'm a professional. Yeah. I'm watching that one live. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I could just see it now. You yelled at me for profanity. You're going to have an aneurysm. Yeah. I'll have to tell Shannon to get you a uh, curse jar. No, no, that one, that, that will that never happen. <laughs> that will never happen. You know what you might hear, though? You might hear, what? What? <laughs> you might hear that. But there's a cough button for my meltdowns. I also uh, don't generally call the Phoenix Series cards. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, look, this is the first step in trying something that's never been done before, and maybe this can help. See, I like the idea of Invicta doing it because we're going to get pretty high-level market research here, if you will. Yeah. And maybe we see it in action and we love it and think that it should be this way forever. Maybe we see it and we go, not good. I don't know. But one thing that I do like about the idea of open scoring. What's that? These fighters are not going to take the last round off because they think that they're up pretty big. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of even when I know that my fighter is up two rounds to none. I always like going into the third, even if I know that I always say, you know what, that round was too close. You need to go out there and you need to finish this fight. I, I try and always not let them know that. Because I don't want anybody to coast. When you coast, that's when you get hit with that shot that you don't see coming because, you know, you take your foot off the gas. Just be aggressive. Be assertive. Go to finish the fight. You, you don't get paid per minute. You get paid for the entirety of the fight. So go out and get done as fast as you can. Then we can go home and get some food. It's all about going to get something to eat at the end of the day. Well, you want that cheese yeah. and you want to go get some cheese. Maybe on a pizza. What? Well, over here, it's Nando's. What? 
Uh, this chicken restaurant that's like Brazilian chicken. It's called Nando's, and it's the thing that every fighter, after they win in Britain, they want to go eat at Nando's. I just... All right. Most of, the, most of the time, the fights are so far away from my house that I just want to figure out a way, the easiest route for me to get home. So hurry up and get finished so that I can get home. It's all about eating and sleeping. Yeah, I'm getting the dog out so she can go potty. All right, we got to end this thing because <laughs> I'm exhausted. Which again, you'll tell well, me you means I'm weak. Mentally yeah, not I'm there. I'm just going to tell you. No, we just need to work on your conditioning. Mental conditioning is going to get worn down when these things happen in mixed martial arts, okay? And they don't sometimes happen in mixed martial arts. They always freaking happen in mixed martial arts. I, it's a broken record. It seems like every you'll have one good fight card where you're like, yes, no ref, no judge screwed up. But then you have to think, I'm actually happy that I can say that no judge screwed up scoring 20 in a mixed per, martial arts. Twenty percent of the time we get it. Think about that. Twenty percent of the time we walk away from a fight going, yeah, good job, guys. Good job. Now I, I feel like. It's a little misleading when it's a 30-27 with two judges, but one judge went 30-26. But still, it's not unanimous. You you bring up that 20% and all it does is depress me more. A dissenting judge, even if they have the same answer, is still a dissenting judge. I know. All right. I'm going to go get some Nando's. It's going to be a long flight, but... You can sleep on my couch. It's okay. The be, dog will keep you warm. Can be there in nine hours or ten hours, and we'll get some chicken. Although I think Actually, what, what they do—they do it from like two hours from New York to Heathrow or something the other day. Less than five hours because of the tailwind, which is really, really fast. Like really fast. I uh, like almost Concord fast. I don't know if I told you this. I had a uh, six hundred and some odd mile an hour tailwind or something like that from. LAX to Minneapolis and what normally is a three hour and 30 minute flight was over in two hours and 20. Oh, freaked me out, especially because I had planned on sleeping on that plane and got about 20 minutes of sleep because they're like, yeah, we'll be uh, descending soon. It's like, wait, what? Why? Because we're there. Yeah. Great. We, uh, I took Lily out to the park yesterday and I felt like Dorothy with Toto because the winds were we had gale force winds all day yesterday and today. Who's Gale? So, uh, she's this mean, mean woman that likes to knock over things. Apparently. Uh, all right. He's Nick Albert. You can find him on Twitter at, what is it, Nick Albert MMA? That's it. Um, I'm TJ DeSantis. I'm the guy who's like purple in the face and exhausted from this nonsense. At TJ DeSantis on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like, and don't forget to go to patreon.com forward slash between rounds. Did yeah. you write this one? Yeah, you yes. did. You did. And I mean, not, I mean, give us money not even because you support our work. Give us money because we have to constantly wear the stress of this nonsense. <laughs> Feel bad for us. PD, my heart. How many people get that reference? Oh, man. Less than five. You know what? First person to uh, 
tweet at me what PD my heart means a free year of Between Rounds Radio. How about that? Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that? At TJ DeSantis, PD my heart. Explain it to me. You could win. Nikki, my heart. I gotta go. All right, kid. All right. He's Nick Albert. I'm TJ DeSantis. You just got beat down. Courtesy of Between Rounds and the Sure Dog Radio Network.